Stop wasting time searching for deals on the guns and gear you want. Let Gundelio do the work for you. Download Gundelio for free, enable notifications, and start saving. You'll find hot deals, exclusive offers, and more. Trigger the deals. Gundelio. I'm just looking at the news that's breaking right now. Senate votes, that's the U.S. Senate, Senate votes to limit debate on Barrett's Supreme Court nomination move forward they move toward, rather, a final vote Monday evening. The U.S. Senate just voted to limit debate on the confirmation of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. The Democrats, of course, are losing their mind, but they, they understand it's a done deal. This, this goose is cooked. Judge Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed tomorrow. And for all the Democrats who are saying, how could you? Well, same way you would. You would be doing this if you had the White House and the Senate. To pretend otherwise is just childish. And for any one of us citizens out here to think that or to buy into the faux outrage about this is just ignorant. Of course they would. When you win... You take advantage of the power that you got until you don't have it anymore. If you don't, you're being foolish, and I'm being kind, okay? So Amy Coney Barrett, and and why is that important to us? Well, we have a whole bunch of Second Amendment cases headed toward the Supreme Court. We have a whole lot of gun rights cases. We have challenges against so-called assault weapon bans, the California roster, the law that says you can't buy a handgun outside your state, but you can buy a long gun outside your state. That makes no sense whatsoever. A whole bunch of cases. And the Supreme Court has been turning them down because, frankly, the conservatives on the Supreme Court who would like to have the case, excuse me, they can't, they cannot count on uh, Chief Justice Roberts. We'll we'll get back to that in just a second here. Uh, Uh, Austin's in Waco on five. Waco, Texas. Hey, Austin. Tom, thanks for uh, segueing me in on that because as far as ACB goes, mm-hmm. like the left likes to say, elections have consequences. Ain't it the truth? And, it, well, the and, and they just don't want to admit. Well, of course, they, actually, when you think about it, they never have admitted that they lost. They they still no, think they that Hillary. They still think Hillary won. It's the dumbest thing ever. And so, and as a result, they've been doing this three and a half year coup attempt on Donald Trump, which will not end. They will continue that. Um, Now, you're down in in Waco. How how many times have you had people say, well, wait a minute, are you Austin from Waco or are you Waco from Austin? That's weird. Well, (laughs) I I grew up in Austin. Okay. It gets a little in the weeds. But you had the gentleman on from Skinner Sites, and y'all were talking about lever guns. Yeah. And I heard lever guns, but y'all were talking sights. And, you know, you you left with, you know, there's something about carrying a lever gun. Right. So my first deer I ever shot with was with a Browning BLR. Ooh, nice. And, you know, those are a little different because they're magazine-fed. They're not tube-fed. So you don't Correct. have to worry about detonation. And, uh, and But the interesting thing about this lever gun is you mentioned 4570. Well, mine's a 222. No kidding. Yes. And, you know, they didn't make many of those, apparently. 
Nope. And that was the precursor to the two two three. Right. Um, but I love that gun. Um, of course, I don't have iron sights on it. I've got a scope. Sure. Uh, but it was my grandfather's, so the scope's from the you know mid eighties. Let me fill in a couple of things here, uh, and you can jump in. This is a magazine-fed lever action, a very nice lever action. And actually, because of the inherent strength in it, they actually chambered it for some really powerful cartridges, things you couldn't, you know, chamber a Model 94 for. But also, you mentioned, because it's magazine-fed and doesn't have a tubular magazine, you can use sharply pointed bullets, because you can't do that in a tubular magazine because the primer of one cartridge sits on top of the point of another, and with the spring action there and, and recoil, you could conceivably set off the cartridges in the tube, but with a magazine, you don't have that at all, do you? No, sir. You're 100% correct. Interesting. So, okay, 222, not popular now. It was a varmint cartridge, and honestly, I think, if I remember right, Texas may have been the first state that allowed 22 center fires to be used for deer. Yes, sir. As far as I've, as long as I've been alive, you've never been able to use 22 rim fire. Now, I'm only 39, mm-hmm. so I'm a youngin. Uh, but you know, I've always that... been able to hunt center fire 22 caliber, and then, you know that's 222, 223, 22, mm-hmm. 250. So that rifle of yours was made before you were born. Yes, it was. Well, that's, that's an old rifle. That thing's no good anymore. You know that, right? Oh, well, I'm not selling it to you for $4. So. Ah, I'll double my offer. That's <laughs> no, not going to happen. <laughs> uh, they are wonderful, though, aren't they? And you mentioned that uh, putting a scope on it. Uh, also on the BLR, you could put a scope on it easily. On the old 94s, that was a bit problematical with the top ejection, so we always had weird arrangements. <clears throat> One of the reasons that uh, – but there are a lot of scoped lever actions out there. Very cool. Well, I, you know, I have not heard of anybody using a two 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 on deer. That was a, it was actually almost an eastern groundhog cartridge way back. And it was one of the accuracy cartridges that people use for bench rest shooting. Well, this was, you know, I was 12 years old, couldn't see the deer. Dad was like, there's two deer right there. I actually got out of the blind. We had a double ground blind with old executive chairs in it. <laughs> and I couldn't see the deer, so I snuck out, and Dad's right. like, you're not going to get anywhere close to that. And I got 25 yards closer and was able to lean against a tree. And, of course, I was aiming at Mama, but I shot Baby. You know, the joke well, is it could fit in the igloo cooler, but I, I got my first deer. You got your first deer, and they eat really well. It's like, you know, if you shoot enough, you're going to shoot one. You go, yeah, can you just throw that in your backpack and take it home? And people yes, go, oh, I can't believe you did that. You know, here's the deal. We get into the whole carrying capacity, and are you protecting individual animals, or are you working on the population and all the rest of it? The hunting regulations are built on numbers, and yeah. so it's it's just a number. We're good for you. Uh, two, two, two. Have not heard that in a long time. I appreciate the call, sir. That's very cool. Thank you. Bye. All right. You take care. Uh, lever actions. I had a friend. Don't have lost track. He, who knows? This could get back to him. Named Tom Ford. We both lived in Montgomery, Alabama, 75 to about 79 or 80. The man was a hunting machine. And he could slip through the woods like nobody's business. 
He was the first person I ever knew who hunted with a hunted deer with a lever action in 35 Remington at a Marlin. 35 Remington. That is a really good cartridge. 35, you know, if you find one of those somewhere, don't be afraid of, you know, if you say, well, I don't really know anything about that cartridge. It's okay. Speaking of, you know, it's the old deal of now, if you find anything, don't be afraid of buying it. You can probably, you know, poke around. You can find ammo. It's hard to find, but you can find it. You know what is not in short supply now? And this is interesting, is magazines. You may have trouble getting ammo. You may have trouble getting guns, but there are a zillion magazines available. That, I'm just going to say this right out here, that may not be the case forever. That may not be the case after the election. If you have been putting off and saying, well, yeah, you know, it'd be good to get some magazines, but I don't have to worry about it. That's what everybody said last year about ammo. It's available everywhere. It, it's cheap. You can get ammo anywhere, and it's cheap. I don't, well, there's no reason to rush out and buy ammo. And yet I kept saying, buy ammo, buy ammo, buy ammo. It's, something's going to happen. I don't know what it is, but something's going to happen. Didn't know it'd be a pandemic, for heaven's sakes. So I'm telling you right now, take a look. I, I just went over to Brownells' website, brownells.com. They have gazillions of magazines for your ARs, for your pistols, for your 22s. Because you're liable to turn around at some point and go, wow, have you seen the prices on magazines? They've not gone up, or maybe just a little bit. You're liable to turn around and go, I can't believe it. I can't find magazines now. Just a few months ago, they were everywhere. Uh-huh. I think that's what I'm talking about here. So you might go run over to brownells.com, take a look, see what they have. ARs, AKs, Glocks, all the rest of it. You know, there's a lot of magazines out there right now, and the prices are pretty darn good. You just might want to consider that. Uh, question for you. What are you buying? What are you shopping for? And what are you finding? And if you want to share any tricks on how you're finding stuff, yeah, we're all ears. 866-TALK-GUN. Unmatched modularity, unprecedented accuracy, uncompromising reliability. It's easy to understand why Six Hours P320 is the official sidearm of all branches of the U.S. military. Available in multiple sizes and configurations, including the competition-ready X5 Legion, civilian versions of both the M17, M18, and now the new RXP versions featuring a mounted and zeroed Romeo 1 Pro reflex optic. So it's ready to shoot right out of the box. Six Hours P320. Never settle. Today, America is in crisis. We're called to protect our families and communities. But anti-gun politicians are working to strip those protections from us. They're shutting down our right to self-defense, violating our rights. At the same time, they're releasing prisoners onto our streets, leaving us defenseless. We are America, and we won't let them use this crisis to strip away our rights. Register to vote at www.gunvote.org. The three-position binary firing system Gen 3 trigger from Franklin Armory is now available for your 1022 rifle. The 22C1 trigger offers three positions. One, safe. 
two, one round per pull, and three, one round on pull and one round on release. The most fun you can have with a 22. This easy-to-install trigger upgrade offers a smooth trigger pull and positive reset on release phase. Find your 22C1 trigger at franklinarmory.com. All right, let's go straight to the phones. Gary's in Atlanta on line three. Hey, Gary, what's on your mind, sir? Oh, see, um, I need some information on um, 38 uh, cartridges. I know I can shoot a 38 Special through a 357 Magnum, Mm -hmm. and I have a 3840 rifle, Ah. but I can't find cartridges for it. Uh, Well, where have you looked to find cartridges for it? Uh, most sporting goods. Uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, you're going to have to go no. online. You're going to have to buy ammo online for that. Oh. Yeah. Well, I I'll have be... seen some at gun shows, and they're like like $100 for a 20-round 20, 20, uh, box. When you get into Garden. things that are not popular, older, this was, I mean, the, the 3840 was introduced in 1874. I was just looking it up. Uh, it's yeah. been around a long time. Uh, by the way, it's a 40 caliber cartridge, so you cannot, you know, you know oh. change. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's confusing. I know it's uses a .401 diameter bullet. Um, you can find the ammo, but you're definitely going to have to go online and order it. And, and that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. They'll ship it right to your, your home. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what you're going to have to do. It's, like I say, it's a specialized deal. And there's no connection to it at all. Jim says he just looked. Ammo Seek does not have it. But if you put in 3840 ammo for sale on your uh, search, you'll be able to find it. It's you know it's out there. You just got to look for it. You, you may even uh, you may even decide to take up hand loading. Well, hmm. I've I've uh, I do some hand loading. I've okay. got. I've got uh, like a ten twenty two that or twenty two two fifty rather All right. that I built, and I hand load that and a thirty eight uh, thirty out six. You know, but I guess I, I could it, get that. Yeah. Let me look up something. You know what? I just think I may have figured out. I think HSM Ammo has this. Uh, if you go to HSMAmmoAmmunition dot com, HSMAmmunition dot com, I yeah. think they've got it. It's like Hotel Sierra Mike, HSMAmmunition.com. But I think they've got 3840 as well. But if you poke around, you'll be able to find it. You know, Old Western Scrounger maybe is a possibility. Uh, but there are, like I say, once you go online, you'll start poking around. You go, oh, gosh, it's it's available a lot of different places. And, you know, you got Win- Winchester, HSM has it, another di- a number of different uh, companies load for it. So it's not hard to find. But, look, if you're a gun store, are you going to try to stock 3840 ammo with your available dollars, and you think, okay, how quickly can we flip these dollars? How often are we going to sell 3840 ammo? Like, never. You know, right. they're, they're all sitting around saying, you know, where's Gary? He's supposed to come in and buy this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can get, I can see that. I know I would. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, good luck with it. I, I, you know, that's a fine old cartridge, and it's a cool cartridge. Like I look up the, the history of it, it's pretty neat. Appreciate that call. Nancy is uh, online five. She's out of Evergreen, Colorado. Hey, Nancy, welcome to Gun Talk. What's on your mind? 
Well, hi. Um, how you opened up the show is exactly what's going on with me. Um, I went to look at a gun yesterday for protection. Okay. And I've never owned a gun. Um, and the one that I found, I just wanted to ask you if you thought it was a good for a first-time gun owner. Okay. What'd you find? It's a, okay. This off the top of my head. It's a Smith and Wesson MP. Nine millimeter uh, shield, she- okay, with with a laser pointer, laser. Sure. I actually think that's a pretty good gun. Uh, I like the shield a lot. Um, now they do make a version of that called the Shield EZ. Okay. And the EZ is a different, a little bit different structure design and it it's easier to work the slide on the pistol that's the one thing some people have trouble racking the slide working the slide it can be kind of uh it takes a lot of it's not a matter of strength it's a matter of technique but but look the shield is great let me ask you a question did you find this at a a shooting range or a gun store or where was it yes i did which one shooting range or a gun store they're both they have oh, both. Okay. It's oh, in okay. Lakewood, Colorado. Okay. Um, and I put it on layaway. Oh, okay, good. Smart, smart, because their guns are in short supply. Smart, put it away. So if they have a shooting range, do they also have, can they provide you with a little bit of instruction? Oh, I'm going to do the four-hour training thing. You're my hero. <laughs> well, yeah, guns don't, people don't or whatever that saying is. Yeah, you, you just, you know, it's a, a good, the four-hour instruction gets you into it. It'll learn how to manipulate it, how to work it, how to aim it, how to yep. be, the main thing is how to be safe with it and keeping your finger, I'm going to give you a little uh, tip. I'm going to teach you a little gun thing here on the radio, okay? Certainly. Okay. Uh, we keep telling people, keep your finger off the trigger, right? We, we say that over mm-hmm. and over again. And yet people, when they pick up the gun, they have a tendency to, you make a grip, gripping motion when you pick up the gun and your trigger finger goes right inside the trigger guard, that metal, that little bow part around the trigger, and it touches the trigger. Well, here's how you can prevent that from happening. We say when you're going to pick up a gun, make a gun. You just make a finger gun with your hand where you, you know, you're literally just pointing your finger out and you got your thumb up. And that's how you have your hand when you go and pick up the gun and you're going to wrap your three fingers around the grip, but your trigger finger stays straight right along the side of the pistol. Oh, okay. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Now yeah you... This is a big step. I just, um, it's, you know, I never thought I would buy a gun. And even though I was a victim of a violent crime 30 years ago, I didn't even back then feel the need to go out and purchase a firearm. Why now? So, crazy times. What 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 happened? What's going on? Why are you buying one now? For protection. I'm concerned exactly what you were talking about. Um, the riot, the riots, the uh, election coming up. Yep. All of yep. it. Yep. Well, g- good for you for deciding to take control of your own safety, and then like double good for uh, understanding that you need training. These are. While they're not complicated devices, they're very powerful, and just you wouldn't go buy a chainsaw without getting somebody to show you how to run it. You shouldn't be buying a pistol without somebody showing you how to run it. 
And, and the other thing is the, I'm gonna also suggest this. We have, I'm gonna blow my own horn. We have some of the best videos in the world on self-defense training with pistols and, and self firearms. So if you go to um, YouTube and you look up Gun Talk Media, that's us, Gun Talk, you will find lots and lots of videos. And we have actually have a series we produce called First Person Defender. And we just take regular people like you and put them in self-defense situations and see what happens. And then we teach them a little bit. And you'll have a lot of those moments when you're watching where you're going, aha, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And so that will be really worthwhile for you. That would be very cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. And one other thing. Here's your home, homework assignment. Okay. Oh. Uh, first of all, yes, go ahead and buy that gun, get the training. And then after you've done that, you have to call us back and tell us how it's going. Okay. I most certainly will. We would and like I that. Just, this is just for y'all. I went online to get your phone number mm -hmm. and it's 866-TALK-GUN. Yes. Online it says it's 866-GUN-TALK. Well, I don't know where, where did you look online? I just went to Gun Talk Radio, and that was what, and then I called that number, and I looked it up again, called it again, and both times it said, this is not a working number, so then I just listened to you on the radio, and you gave me the the number, but it was wow. backwards. I am going to go look that up. After all these years, you were the first person to tell us that. That thing could have been wrong for years over there. So we're going to go look that up and find out what's going on. Yeah, it says it's 866-GUN-TALK. Okay. I will check on that. Thank you so much, Nancy. And, again, congratulations on taking charge of your own safety and security. And let us know how it works out, okay? I will. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye -bye. You, you, you take care. Uh, well, there it is. I'm just nervous. I'm not, I don't like what's going on. She's, she's considered, she's concerned. And you know, it's a huge step to go from, I don't own a gun to I'm buying a gun. It actually, for a lot of people, it changes their self image of who they are. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? How do you cope with that? Have you been through that? I would love to know. Our number is 866. Oh yeah. Talk gun. Be right back. Way too funny. Uh, Nancy, our last caller mentioned that we uh, had the number wrong. I don't think so. I went to our website and looked it up. Just so you know, it's 1-866-TALK-GUN, or actually just Tom Talk Gun is easier. That'll get you in here. Also, if you, uh, <laughs> Jim discovered during the break, if you do a uh, search for Gun Talk Radio, one of the options is Gun Talk Radio Michelle. So evidently a whole lot of people have been Warning to get information on Michelle, our call screener and after show star. If you'd like to join us again, 866-TALK-GUN. Brian has done that. He's calling out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, Brian, thank you for your patience. Glad we could get to you. What's cooking? Hey, I was just uh, wondering if you could answer a question. You know how Remington's uh, are being bought out and stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, on their shotgun line, I remember you saying that somebody bought their uh, 870 and 1100 uh, series. Do you know if they're going to keep their Versamax and their V3 series? I would think so. I don't have details on that because the company that bought that part of Remington actually is not a gun company at all. And so we don't have a lot of information on it. But I mean, come on, the Versamax line is terrific. I, I love those shotguns. So 
I can't even imagine that they would say we're going to, you know, get the Remington line of guns and not make those. But I don't have that confirmed right now. I just don't know. Okay. Well, just right quick, another question to where if you maybe can find out something, maybe you can mention on your future show or something. Right. But even even like when uh, that, I think you said it was ATK bought the ammo line. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious if they're going to keep their, like I own a couple of the Ultramag rifles, and I'm just wondering if they'll keep uh, manufacturing that, the Ultramag ammo. Ah, uh, yeah, because... Uh... Now, who else do you know offhand? Because without me looking, I don't remember. Is anybody else loading ammo for the Remington Ultramag cartridges? Yeah, Nosler does and Hornady does. Okay. Well, then you're going to be okay. My guess is they will keep making it. It's hard to imagine they're going to go in there and just tear things up. Uh, ATK, which for people to understand, that's uh, the company, the overall company that owns uh, Federal and Spears, CCI, and a whole bunch of other things. They bought the ammunition facility in the Remington ammunition business. My guess is that they're going to keep making ammo the same way they, they do. However, having said that, let me explain how this works. And you may know this already, but they don't have a line that makes, say, 300 Remington Ultramag ammo all year long. They may run that ammo only for a week. And then they have enough to take care of the demand for the year. And that's the same way they do with a lot of other calibers and even shot shells. I mean, it's like 28 gauges. They're not running 28 gauge ammo all the time. They run it and then they stockpile it because they just don't sell that much of it. All that to say that if you think you have enough, you don't. And however you can find some, you might want to even, even now with the prices the way they are, start adding a little bit of ammo just in case, you know, just just in case. But uh, that's the way these things work. Nobody is sitting there having a line running all the time making 300 Ultramag or something like that. They, they go and run it. And then when it's out, it's out. And then your local store can't get it. So you don't want to get caught short. Uh, having more ammo is better than not having enough, I guess. Does that make sense? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hey, by the way, how do you like that? three? Uh, which Ultramag do you have? 300? I've got the 7mm and the 300. Those are really potent cartridges. The 300 Ultramag, I had a 300 Jarrett, which is basically identical. And I was getting 3,000 feet per second out of a 200 grain nozzle perdition bullet. Uh, probably about 3,200 out of 180 grain. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. That's about what the. Yeah, I can see the Ultramag that was derived from the 404 Jeffrey cartridge. Right. And, yeah, and so yeah, that, that, uh, ballistic wise, yeah, they're pretty much about the same. Cause that's about what I'm getting from. I, I like shooting at 180 in my 300. That's that's about what it's doing, about 32, 30, or something like that. I think you could probably kill a Tyrannosaurus Rex with that thing. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah, you could probably the thing goes so fast, you could probably shoot back in time with it. So you actually may end up doing that. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going. What did he just say? <laughs> Hey, Brian, thank you so much. I appreciate the call, sir. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, And it's interesting. I mean, I have had a lot of the big cartridges, uh, 300 mags. I've I've had 300 Weatherby, 300 Winchester, 300 Jarrett. I've not had a 300 H&H. It was kind of the one that started them all. I have had a 375 H&H. 
And one of my favorite cartridges, hunting cartridges of all time, is the 338 Win Mag. 338, great cartridge. But honestly, a uh, one of those big 300 mags shooting a 180 or 200 grain bullet at 3,000 to 3,200 feet per second, believe it or not, outperforms the 338 Win Mag. They kick a little more, got more, a little more velocity to them. But the movement now, and these things come in waves, it's like fashions, I guess. The movement now is to less powerful, lighter recoiling cartridges, shooting higher ballistic coefficient bullets that will go a long way, not drop as much, not be blown in the wind. Case in point, the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor. And now, of course, the 6.5 PRC cartridge. And, of course, now you can do the 300 PRC. And then, of course, what's going to happen is people go, well, you know what? The 6.5 Creedmoor is great. And it's a light recoiling rifle. It shoots really well. Gee, what would happen if we made it, if we made it a Magnum? <laughs> well, yeah, it'll do all those things and more. But you kind of get to a point where the recoil actually can end up undoing some of the gains that you've gained ballistically if you can't shoot it as well. And a lot of people are simply, even if they don't know it, they're, they're recoil sensitive. There are a lot of people who think a 30 out 6 is a big cartridge and kicks heavy. It's not big and it doesn't kick a lot. But if it bothers you, if the recoil of that thing bothers you, then it does. It just Your reality is your reality. And so backing off from that or from a 300 mag to a 6.5 Creedmoor or 257 or a 7 by 57 submillimeter mag or Mauser rather, which all will kill deer at three and four and 500 yards. And it doesn't beat you up. And because you're, here's the thing, because you're not getting kicked, you're not getting hurt, you're not flinching, you shoot it better. And you hit the target. And you hit the deer, elk, moose, antelope, whatever it is in the right place. And if you do that, you're going to get your venison. Have you moved from the Magnums down to a little bit lighter recoiling guns? I sure have. I love my 257, like the 6.5s. Uh, right now I'm shooting a 280 Ackley Improved, which is kind of a, not quite Magnum, Magnum Light, I don't know, 866-TALK-GUN. What are you shooting these days? Raise your firearms to a better way of buying your silencer. We are Silencer Central, creators of a revolutionary process in which headaches and hassles are forever silenced by simplicity and common sense. It's a process that begins with paperwork without the work and ends with delivery right to your front door. Learn more about Silencer Central's easy buying process at silencercentral.com or call 888-781-8778. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. 
For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. In 2020, Brownells continues its tribute to Eugene Stoner, the legendary designer of the AR-15, AR-180, and more. The What Would Stoner Do 2020 rifle answers the question of what Stoner would have done with modern lightweight materials. Inspired by another Stoner design, Brownells BRN-180 lower receivers help complete firearms optimized for folding stocks or pistol braces. Visit Brownells.com today and pay tribute to one of America's greatest firearm engineers. All right, our number here is 866-TALK-GUN. I'm Tom Gresham. You can find out a lot more about what we do. Go to guntalk.com. You also can go to gundelio.com. That's G-U-N-D-E-A-L, like a deal. We find the deals for you. Get it, deal. Gundelio.com. You say, well, I can't find guns. I can't find ammo. I can't find... Well, we find it. We put it up on the website. We actually have one person in our office who does nothing but that. She is out there scouring the internet, looking for stuff. And, of course, you can put our Gun Delio app on your smartphone. If you go to gundelio.com, it'll show you how to do that. And then, okay, this is the cool part. (laughs) When you go into a gun store, it knows you're in a gun store. We do geolocation. You have to set it up where you get the notifications, okay? And it'll send you a message for a deal or information on something that's cool. Or you might even be one of our videos of what's new. You know, we, okay, look, I readily admit this is a good gig. We get to play with the new stuff. We get to try the new guns when they first come out. And we do videos on them and we do reports on them. Uh, I was just talking with KJ in our office. Uh, I asked him about, hey, I'm looking for a lightweight, bolt action, thinking maybe for my next gun. KJ's a serious hunter. And he said, well, you know, he says, I built one of those. I spent $7,000, which is actually not out of line. That's about what people are spending now for a really accurate, super duper, top of the line, carbon fiber wrapped barrel hunting rifle. He says, but he says, it's like he's shaking his head going, I can't believe this. But he says, but the new Springfield Armory bolt action rifle it's just as good and has all of the components in it, the high-end components that we're putting into these high-end rifles. And MSRP on it's 2400 bucks, so it's probably going to sell for two grand and not seven grand. And I know people are saying, $2,000 for a hunting rifle. Yeah, I know. If you're, if you're thinking of 400 bucks, that's a lot of money. But if you are in that place where you're thinking, you know, I'd like to get one of those top-of-the-line carbon fiber-wrapped barrels with the great trigger and the great all the components, $2,400 is a pretty darn good price. So that, anyway, we get to play with the stuff, and if you have not looked at uh, our videos, you're missing out. Probably, honestly, probably the best way for you to keep up with what we're doing and all the things we're playing with is just to follow us over on Facebook. Just look for Gun Talk Media. Of course, you can always follow me on Twitter for news about gun rights, because that's kind of what I put there. And I'm at Gun Talk over there. Hey, John is in Reno, Nevada, online too. Hey, John, what you got there? Well, I inherited my dad's um, 1894 Winchester level rifle, lever rifle. Okay. okay. 
and uh, I haven't shot it. But I started playing around with it um, during COVID, and then we've kind of avoided going to a range, but we're going to be going soon. Now, with that rifle came a couple of boxes of shells. I'm guessing, I think back, my dad shot a deer when I was in third grade up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And it was this rifle, I'm pretty sure. Good. So that's, I'm 76, so that's been a lot of years. So this ammunition could be pretty old. It's um, Remington Clean Bore Express, 117 grain. And another box, um, it's a 2535, by the way. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's Lubeloy, Winchester cool. Super X Lubeloy bullets. Yep. Okay. Here's my, you're asking me about the ammo, right? Yeah. I have a box of new ammo, too, of course, but, you know, okay. I'm just kind of curious about this stuff, if I can shoot it or if it's safe. There's a yes, but on this deal. Yes, it's probably safe, but I wouldn't shoot it because that that box is so cool. That old Remington box of ammo with Lubeloy, you know, bullets and the whole deal I would save that and the cartridges and maybe even find a way to display it somewhere. That's just too cool for words. I would not go shoot that stuff, especially since you can get new ammo where you don't have to worry about it. Expensive, of course, but yeah. Well, All right. Yeah, I, I mean, appreciate I, your I, advice I, on that, yeah. and I'll take it. Ammo is expensive these days, but there again... You're not doing like a lot of us where we go out and say, you know, I need another 5,000 rounds, which is not unusual. <laughs> I, I mean, it really literally is not unusual for a lot of folks I know. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine. A buddy of mine, he says, uh, he says, well, I'm not sure. He says, uh, I'm down to about 12,000 rounds of 223, but I think I can get through the COVID uh, crisis on that. So just to kind of give you an idea. So if you're going to go out and buy two boxes, yes, it's expensive, but we're not really feeling your pain here, Okay. <laughs> no, I understand, and I, I, I think probably safe to be safe, just not try this stuff out. I, I think so, and besides that, like I say, it's cool. The other part of it is, should you ever want to, there are cartridge collectors out there, and they would love to get the cartridges, but the box is probably at least as important as the cartridges. So hold on to the box. Don't let it get all scuffed up and everything. Uh, I would display it. But make sure that if you decide to sell it, you understand that, you know, there could be some some value to that box of ammo to a cartridge collector, okay? Oh, very interesting. And since I don't tend to display it, I might just look into that. Thank you. Sure. And you might just, uh, if that's the case, you might just go to a gun, uh, a gun show and walk around with your box of ammo and find, you'll find a booth out there of a cartridge collector or somebody's got a lot of different ammo and just see what you can get for it. Might, might as well. Why, why not? I wish you luck with that. It's very cool. So there you go. So uh, appreciate that. Yeah, and you know, at a certain point, if ammo gets to be 50, 60, 70 years old, you kind of think, well, do I really need to shoot this? I don't think I do. You could, what could happen? Well, you could get a hang fire. You could get a misfire. Unlikely, maybe. I don't know, but it's possible. So why take the chance? At least that's my take on it. 866-TALK-GUN. I'm sorry. I'm looking on Twitter. Um, post by Bill Rock, R-O-C-Q-U-E. He says, uh, you are so full of lies, talking to me. Under Obama, gun rights actually expanded at the federal level. Yet all we hear from the right 
is that Democratic leaders are coming for our guns. And I say our because I'm a gun owner and I am voting Democratic from the top down. <laughs> uh, all I did was say, you might want to go look at the Joe Biden gun ban wish list. I mean, which of his promises to ban guns do you not believe? If you want to go look at it, JoeBiden.com slash gun safety. Wow. The idea that gun rights expanded under Obama is like the most ludicrous, dumbest thing I've heard in forever. So just there it is. Uh, line one, Jimmy's with us out of uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, Jimmy, let's recoil guns. What you got? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I was listening on about the recoil and the guns and stuff. And uh, I recently added a muzzle break, and I was wondering if nobody kind of touched on that. And uh, it's helped me out on that 4570. I've actually gone through 30 rounds, and my shoulder was not sore. Oh, so what what rifle did you put it on? Uh, the it's a four uh, it's a H and R Buffalo Classic. Oh, jeez! Oh, jeez! Shooting one of uh, the one of those little H and R's forty five seventies. It's that's one with just, a long barrel on it. It's one yeah, with a long barrel and the, and the steel butt butt plate on it. Yeah, that that is like just saying, please somebody hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those things are brutal. It's like a sledgehammer. It and is. It's awful. It. <laughs> I love shooting it though, but you know, it's just a, it's a, I don't know, it's a pain. And and I recently got diagnosed with uh, uh, bursitis in the shoulder, so you can imagine. So and, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, like, you, you you are a ballistic masochist, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But I, said, I said, there's got to be something. So I contacted a guy that's local here um, at Dixie Precision Rifles, and he uh, he actually makes some, some real decent ones that so I've heard. And I, and I actually had him machine the barrel down because it's not uh, threaded for that, and uh, okay. he did a great job on it. And well, I'm going to tell you, it literally cut it in half. Oh, yeah. Break, a good muzzle brake is amazingly effective at reducing recoil. Now, they're generally a louder. But if you're shooting it with yep. hearing protection anyway, you're probably okay. Yep. Honestly, I will I will not hunt with a muzzle brake unless I am wearing hearing protection. They're that that much louder. I just won't. But this yeah, in your situation, you got a lightweight gun with a steel butt plate. Good yeah. lord, man. Uh-oh. But, but I mean, it, this one, this one, really, I, I've typically I, I've been around them before, and I know they've been loud. But honestly, this actually cut the noise down some. Oh, interesting. That's got to be a really good design, then. It is a it's a weird design. I'll just put huh. it that way. It's okay. a very weird design. It's I don't know. I don't even know how he does it, but he he machines it somehow, and it's a really good design on it. It does cut the noise down. He said it probably didn't, but honestly, me and my brother-in-law, and we actually shot a lever action forty-five seventy along with it, mm-hmm. just to you know compare the two. And he actually had a nice uh, um, uh, recoil pad on his. And I'm telling you, his was kicking harder than mine. Oh, I believe it. And, you know, on my 4570s, I've got a couple of them, uh, lever actions. They kick. It was like you're going, okay, I've got to put a bigger recoil pad on these things because they're, they're lightweight. That's the problem. They're lightweight, and they got a steel or a plastic buck plate. So you've solved a good bit of that by putting that muzzle brake on. Gr- great information. I appreciate that. And, it's yeah, for those who are thinking, my gun kicks a lot. Swap out and use a different recoil pad. They have better recoil pads now than they used to. And also, your rubber recoil pad actually ends up getting squishy and, and no good after a number of years. 
put a good recoil pad on it. And then you might want to consider a muzzle brake. Like I say, I'm not a fan of them for hunting, but boy, they really seriously do reduce the recoil. Hey, when we come back, gun rights and lawsuits. What's going on? We'll have the update.